Ahsoka is over and we are moving on forward to break the ice with the future of this here series known as Reckless Rebellion. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Kenobi! Rebellions are built on hope. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. Never tell me the odds. Well done. You're a rebel now. Hello there, Rebels. Welcome to Reckless Rebellion, the podcast with enough chaotic energy to fuel a Death Star. All about the wars and the stars. I am your rogue leader, electrifying force-sensitive native to the Chiss ascendancy, Thomas Carter Rochester, and I am joined by the greatest singular mind the Rebellion has or will ever have to offer. You know him, you love him, our master of chaos and pod-raising enthusiast, King of the Hoth. The Kleinfeld. Hey, buddy. Thwip, thwip. Happy uh, Spider-Man 2 week, everybody. If you are lucky enough to have a PlayStation 5 sitting under your television, it's a big, big next couple of hours for you. <laughs> a big next couple of days. Oh, it's Thanks okay, Thomas. Reminder. Don't cry. Don't cry. It's fine. You're not missing anything. That's what they always say. <laughs> and then I miss it. And there's FOMO. I mean, I still haven't played Jedi Survivor. So I like I'm I'm heartbroken. If I, I you can go look at my like full review of um, Spider-Man 2 over on the direct.com that's up there right now. We're going to have some coverage going up over the next couple of days. If I was going to recommend one game to you this year, Thomas, if you're going to play one, you say, oh, I haven't played Jedi Survivor yet. Play Spider-Man 2 first. What if I instead play Spider-Man 1 first. Ah, very good. I mean, you could do that as well. Chase those pigeons around. Dr. Octopus is there. It's, that's a, that's a good time, too. Oh, 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 I like pigeons. Have you never have you never played the first one? Oh, I have not. Thomas. I had an oh, I, my goodness. I broke off of the PlayStation run I was on on Xbox One. Oh, PS4 era. OK. I was like, you know, the yeah. idea was I'm going to play with my nephews like over live. Yeah. That didn't happen very often. No. So that was a bummer. Um, so I, oh, I, I regret that, that decision. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to go get one from a pawn shop, which is where I got my Xbox. Right. Save that money. And uh, I, just, I just, I, 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 I never did. So, bum to the her, man. But guess what? Allegedly, I'm getting a raise soon. And maybe that's the, that will be the first superfluous buy, uh, purchase. There we go. Superfluous purchase that I get uh, will be a PS5 and some kind of gaming situation. Um, will should. I get mad? The, there's a special Spider-Man Two one out right now that you can get. That's like, well, it's got the game bundled in. Comes with a cool-looking controller with like this. It looks like the symbiote's like crawling across it. The oh. PlayStation itself has like the black symbiote all over it. Oh, yeah, it's, it looks it looks pretty sexy. I've been. You can buy just like the controller separately, and you can get like separate plates. Like you can pop the like white panels off of the PS5 and put different colors on, and you can buy those like Spider-Man panels separately. You know, I've been eyeing them up, but haven't pulled the trigger. That's that's just it's that's just I the controller I might because the white PlayStation controller I love white uh, electronics. It's like my favorite thing, but it gets really dirty. I'm I'm a sweaty boy playing Spider-Man 2 and you're swinging around dealing with all these symbiotes and Craven the Hunter and all that 
and it gets sweaty. My PS5 remote is a little dirty. So I've thought about either doing the Spider-Man one or just getting a black one. I But I don't know if I can, will go as far as like actually editing my console oh. because it's, that's just, that's like $40 that probably could be spent in a better way. Wait a minute. Is So it's a white controller with the symbiote crawling across or is it a red no, controller? No, it's black control or a red controller with the uh with the symbiote going across it gotcha okay okay the okay. regular ps5 controller is white thomas uh, i'm gonna do a complete like 180 on you right here very quickly right you want to what i was thinking about today we are recording this it is october 19th 2023 exactly two weeks from today i will be in atlanta yeah baby that's crazy that means exactly two weeks from today i think we'll meet on are you coming up then uh, are you coming up tomorrow. on the front two weeks from I'll tomorrow be, okay it'll be if it'll be the friday i gotta survive work i have three straight trips planned uh in november starting yeah. with you guys so uh one of them is a a work related thing so i have to leave earlier in the week that week so i have to finesse my pto time i can't freaking wait Clino. i was thinking about that today actually i was like ooh. Like we're only two weeks away. I need my boss to send me the new contract so we can move on up and change my schedule. But oh my god, we're gonna have so much fun. Are we going to a Falcons game? I don't know. I'm letting David take care of that if that's happening. Okay. Play the Vikings that day or that that weekend. Okay. Ooh. Oh. Oh. And we won't get to see JJ. That is fucking depressing. I don't know what that means. I'm not a football Justin fan. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> He's still out that week. I think that'll be week four, his final week on IR, but he's allegedly out six weeks, and my fantasy team is in shambles. But you're not here to listen about that. You're here to listen about the wars in the stars. You want to know what I finished today, Kleino? What'd you finish? So there's a, a book. new book out, right? Mm. Called, called The Climb. I think that's the name of Based it. Based on the Miley Cyrus song. Yeah, ab- yes. Oh, my that's God. Awesome. That that book came in like a wrecking ball. You know what I'm saying? Just whoosh, right in the that's face. Great. The face face. Uh, Crimson Climb is the name of that book that recently came out by E.K. Oh. It's about our favorite girl, Kira. Kira, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember writing about this book in like February when it was first revealed. Yeah. Or something like that a long time ago. Books take a long time to come out. That's something I've noticed. It's like, they, I guess just publishing backups take so long. It's like you, people finish writing the book like 18 months, two years before it ever hits store shelves. That's good. Did you like it? Did you enjoy, is it about the ascension of Kira in the Crimson Dawn? I didn't finish that book. That's my next uh, one. I just wanted to okay. sucker you in. Now I, I refinished the last High Republic book because I started it a few days before someone reminded me Oh, it was like Tuesday, last Tuesday, I think. It came out and I got a message. I had already restarted um, Cataclysm. And they're like, it was Leah, uh, our favorite Leah Jones from She Will Rock You Pod. She's like, oh, I've totally forgot Crimson Climb comes out today because it just showed up in my mailbox. I was like, oh, I forgot it came out too because I never seem to pay attention to those dates. So that's my next book. By next week, <laughs> I will have finished that book. It's only seven and a half hours on audiobook, so I'm gonna crush it. Um, but buddy, I I I cannot wait for 
more High Republic stuff. Next month on the 14th, the new phase of High Republic, the final phase in, uh, begins, excuse me, and I'm so excited, and it just gets me so much more pumped for Acolyte, which is, you know, it's like right around the the, Maybe. the corner, <laughs> I guess. I hope, I pray. And with that, let's dive on into our first... I literally don't remember the last time we've done this, Klein. So we're going to make it a the big deal. The first time, I think, since we since Ahsoka started. Yeah, I think so, too. So, sound the breaking news, Klein! For the Rebel, Rebel Report. This is usually Jack's place, and I hate to just, like, defile the name of the Rebel Report, but Jack is not here. He is being a good finance boy and being a responsible adult and all that. So I've taken over the Rebel Report for today. Uh, there are a couple stories that we'll get into. Not Not a lot crazy going on turns out when your actors are on strike and you're not willing to pay them enough not a lot happens um but there are still a few little tidbits the first headline i want to get into this is coming to us courtesy of screen rant their title of the new story matthew vaughn wants to reboot the star wars universe with a new skywalker family matthew vaughn reveals that if he were going to work in a franchise outside his own, he would want to reboot the Star Wars universe. In an exclusive interview with Screen Rant during New York Comic Con, Vaughn revealed that the franchise he'd like to work on besides his own is Star Wars. However, unlike most creators who play in that space, he wants to reboot it, beginning with the original trilogy's main trio. Vaughn points out that Hollywood has a set precedent with Spider-Man and James Bond. Check out Vaughn's full quote. Here we go. Quote, but for me now, if someone asked me, what would you do for me to get back into the world of somebody else's characters and other franchises? I mean, I was joking. I said, this is a joke. And now, yeah, maybe I would if maybe I would do it. If they wanted to reboot Star Wars, set the story with the Skywalkers, and then I'll go, hey, that will be interesting because for me, it's got to be something so bold, so different and so brave. They said you can't do that. I was like, They've there have been three Spider-Mans, Bonds. Like, what are you talking about? Why can't that happen? I don't control Star Wars, but I would do something big, brave, and with the great characters. I want to see Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, and Chewie doing their shit, not some distant cousin. Who cares? End quote. So this is kind of a nothing story. It's kind of just like, hey, he would if he did Star Wars, he would want to reboot the whole thing. I'm gonna ask you a just a very big question, and we'll try to keep it as brief as we can, I guess. But Thomas, would you like a Star Wars reboot? Mm, um, no, I don't think I would. Uh, because a lot, the, I don't even know where to begin. I, how would we reboot it? Like, what would it be? Would we just tell the same stories? Would it be an entirely new story? Would but he would just reboot the sequel trilogy? Like what? What? Yeah, I, I I wouldn't like it. It's not. It's a no for me, dog. I'll I'll, I'll keep it simple because I don't have anything to say more than no. I'm I think fine. it's different from the you? things that he's he brings up though, right? Like he he brings up James Bond, he brings up Spider Man. Yeah. I think Star Wars is Star Wars is kind of a living canon, mm-hmm. I guess. And um, I, I just I don't know if I don't know if you could ever do a full reboot of it. That kind of leads me into the next question for you, Thomas. Do you think in your lifetime it could happen or it would? Well, happen? 
I mean, because I'm like happen. 80. You well, are yeah, very old. I'm old as hell. So no, I don't think it'll happen. I'm going to die. You know, do you think in baby Jack Jack Hughes lifetime it happens? Because he is nubile. He's but a babe. Yeah, he's an infant. So probably. Um, you think so? Can we can we do can we throw odds on it? Because I feel better. I about don't know odds how that. Like I don't really know how odds work for the amount of like sports radio oh. I listen to. And stuff. <laughs> I'm not really. I don't really understand how odds actually work. But like percentage. Yes. I would say there's like, if I was to put a percentage on it, I. I don't want to say it would never happen because like a lifetime is a very long time. Like I'm mm-hmm. probably going to live hopefully for at least another 50, 60 years. And so you never know, like star Wars is almost at its 50th birthday. So maybe never say never. So I'd probably say like 15% or okay. like 10%. I like, I want to leave a little bit of wiggle room, but I, I don't think that would ever happen. I I would say 20% likelihood um, simply because of Disney being fucking Disney. I think uh, it's more likely that Disney sells Star Wars than Disney reboots Star Wars. Interesting. Interesting. So would that just be selling Star Wars or st- selling all of Disney? Because we've heard about that Apple Disney merger situation a bunch of different times. Yeah, I don't know. I, I could see a world in which they like things get so dire that they need to at some point start selling IP off, and Star Wars would be a part of that. Uh, I can. Okay. I mean, I think that Apple buying Disney would actually like that. That could happen and could happen soon, but. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. Let's Fun go on thought. to the next news story here. Thomas, something just, this is this is a weird one, but a Disney survey could be suggesting that the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser may eventually be resurrected. This is from Walt Disney World News Today. Guests who were part of the final, quote, voyages aboard the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser received a survey that suggests Disney is reconsidering shuttering the immersive are reconsidering shuttering the immersive experience completely, according to the wrap. The immersive hotel experience shut its doors on September 30th, 2023, closing less than two years after its opening. Guests who were passengers on its final voyages received an unexpectedly specific survey that, quote, suggests to some that current Disney CEO Bob Iger and other Disney executives may be rethinking their decision to shutter the Star Cruiser completely. In this survey, questions asked um, questions asked appeared to point to a desire to rework the experience and reopen as a more affordable and streamlined offering. Pre-screening questions in the survey eliminated those in certain professions like bloggers and journalists, as well as those who completed graduate school. After passing those, participants were paid a fee between one hundred and one hundred fifty and two hundred fifty dollars, asked to sign an NDA, and given a private link to the live survey. I went and looked at all the questions, and it is. Very interesting. Um, I don't know if it means that they're actually going to reboot it as much as it is just them asking, what do you think went wrong? What did you like? What didn't you like? Like just kind of a, we want to know your entire experience. And it makes sense to me why Disney would do something like this just because it's, it is quote unquote dead for now. Who knows if it comes back in any form at some point, 
they want to do a full postmortem. They want to do a full autopsy on this thing, go what went wrong, what didn't go wrong. What I want to ask you, Thomas, I don't think this is the last of a Star Wars hotel we've seen. Maybe it isn't this full immersive experience. Maybe it isn't nearly as expensive. My, I liked my idea with the um, Star Wars cruise. I think that could be a great way to fix yeah, it. Maybe. But I want to ask you, Thomas, do you want to see Disney take another stab at this? Yeah. I mean, if I'm if it's affordable enough for me to go, yes, I would very much like to do that. Uh, I'd like to see them take another stab at it. I have a question. Why did they eliminate those who completed graduate school? That makes no sense to me. Too smart. You're too smart. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea why that would be uh, that would be the case. The journalists and the bloggers thing makes sense to me because yeah. it's like you're part of the media. Maybe we are asking some questions. You you are signing an NDA, so obviously, if even if you were a part of the media, you you wouldn't. I don't know. You you would not. I would expect break that NDA because depending on what circle of the media you're in, you wouldn't want to like, you don't want to burn a Disney bridge uh, yeah. if you're working in entertainment or, or whatever. I mean, I have no idea Disney. why, why um grad school graduates would have, would be eliminated from something like this too smart. Disney's for the too people. Smart. You're not one of the people, yeah. I guess. I'm hey, good thing I didn't go to graduate school. Yeah, Fine. me neither. You know who <laughs> I didn't even get you a degree. Who, <laughs> you want to know? <laughs> you know who couldn't pass this? Jack, 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 Jack. Too smart. That's too I've smart. told him that for years. Too smart. Yeah. That guy. Too, too smart. Him, with well. the, him and those numbers. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's got nothing on Papa Bob. <laughs> That's his dad. <laughs> for context, uh, one last news story for us here in the rebel report we're just burning through it star wars has announced new mace windu and Django fett comic book series this is from comicbook.com how fitting star wars is returning to the prequel trilogy era with two series focusing on fan favorite characters jedi master mace windu and bounty hunter Django fett these new miniseries will be published by marvel were announced during the lucasfilm publishing panel at new york comic-con along with other titles coming soon including all-age graphic novels starring obi-wan kenobi and qui-gon jinn published by dark horse comics and marvel entry into phase three of star wars the high republic marvel will also adapt timothy son's novel thrawn alliances which features thrawn's team up with anakin skywalker during the clone wars into comic book form i thought that was very cool i want to know thomas you're a star wars comic book reader i know david has talked about many times here on the show that the vader comics in specific he like in particular he really likes what do you think about these announcements, whether it is the Mace Windu and Django Fett stuff or this Thrawn Alliance's adaptation? And then I want to ask, is there a character, is there a prequels character particularly that you would like to see a deep dive into with a Star Wars comic? Ooh, okay. So first, very excited about all of these. Um, I thought I the Thrawn most- Alliance's thing would be up your alley. Actually, I'm not a big fan of the comic adaptation of the first book. In fact, I've never finished it because I get bored about in, in like the second issue. It does not encapsulate everything going on. It's a six issue comic book that covers a book that is like 400 pages long or more. I don't know. I've never. It's like nine and a half, 10 hours, 12 hour audio book. Like it's a very long, thick. It's a thick boy. Um 
So I'm excited to dive into this just to see, you know, Annie and um, Thrawn right there together at the turn of the Empire, really, at the, at the end of the war. That'll be fun. Uh, I will check those out. Qui-Gon, more Qui-Gon and Kenobi content? All in, baby. Um, Marvel's High Republic shit, it's amazing. Goated. Go read it. If that's all you read of the High Republic, you'll be you'll totally enjoy it. But Jedi Master Mace Windu, that's actually written by Mark Bernardin. Uh, and I've been following him for a while now. Uh, three, four years, he's a co-host on Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith. So I've been listening to him talk about Star Wars for years now. And when this came out, because uh, he once mentioned, he was like, oh, yeah, I met with with the mouse and about something to do with lightsabers. And that's all I'm allowed to say because it's just a meeting. And he's like, if I can tell you more, I will, if it comes to that. And this is it. He can talk about it now. So excited. Um, Going to be great. I can't wait to read that. Uh, big fan of his his mind, I think is a good way to put it on that podcast. He does really well. He's articulative. He pretty much is very very critical on a lot of movies it has a lot of issues with plot um, on almost everything he's like he's able to find the plot hole that i just don't see um and i love that so i'm really excited to see what he does with this what prequel character do i want to see a comic series about that's a tough question um when i how would you feel if i said jar jar binks <laughs> i'm not saying jar jar uh i am gonna go with yaddle I think her first introduction was the Phantom Menace. We've seen her death. She's she's a huge character in the High Republic book I just finished, Cataclysm, uh, written by Lydia Kang. Go listen, go watch, go read. One of those does not exist in this world yet. Um, and I just I'm fascinated by her. I want to know more about her. I'd love, obviously, in my mind, that comic features flashbacks, right? So we get to see a little bit more of her upbringing. Um, maybe we just get to see baby Yaddle. Like that that would be adorable. We love Yaddle. We love Yoda. We love Grogu. We love a baby. Uh, what about you, Klein? What prequel character would you want a comic series about? That's a good question, by the way. Hmm, um, I would like, I think it could be cool to do like a, um, like a Jedi Council. Marvel comic series where it's almost Tales of the Jedi, but like in in comics where you do these like cool one shot or like give a bunch of different creators like a run with each kind of council member. Because uh, I'd love to see like like a Plo Koon story or yeah. um, Tallhead Mundy. Yeah, Keanu uh, Mundy. That yes. asshole. Uh, I'd like to see like I think that that could be a really cool thing. Shakti. Uh, oh, and just like do I know that like um, DC and Marvel do a great job of doing these sort of one shot stories do um, that with the kind of like you could call it like the council chambers storylines yes. or something and and have awesome. each one of them go off on an adventure. But I think that's what Tales of the Jedi is giving us. So I don't know if we necessarily it could just it could be cool in a comic book form. I think I get it. Um, a. I'd like to change my answer to Ayla Secura, my girl. Blue Twi'lek, blue lightsaber, very kind soul. Very dead. Yeah, all of them do. It's weird. It's almost like that's their fate. And then, actually, you're talking about the Jedi Council. What I should have added to the notes, because I'm the book guy. Um, 
There is a new book by John Jackson Miller coming out. Ah, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it at the moment, but it is all about uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. It's about right before Phantom Menace. I want to say it's a year or so before. Um, And Qui-Gon goes to the Jedi Council and tells them, um, hey, guys, like, you're always wanting us to do this, but unfortunately... Uh, it's called the Living Force. Okay, I feel better about my life now. It's called the Living Force. He goes in because uh, he gets sent on a mission or something, and he tells them, essentially, you guys are always in here talking about the this, that, and the other, but none of you have put your feet on the ground on a planet in a long time. You talk about the Living Force, but you don't go out in the living world. And so all 12 members of the Jedi Council go on a mission together, in one planet where there's like some chaos happening and I've heard some different things about it and it sounds awesome, eye opening and hilarious. Cause uh, Yariel poof. And is it Keanu Mundi? I think it's, I think it's Keanu Mundi, which is the Syrian tall head guy have an interaction um, that is described as one of the funniest chapters in the book because of how weird they both are and how much they don't, vibe like they're not mad at each other they don't hate each other but they're just so uh incompatible as as people so it's not exactly a comic but it's kind of the thing you said that's cool i like it i like it that's gonna do it for the rebel report i would be remiss though we cannot leave this segment without reminding everybody jack would roll over in his grave. He's not dead, but if he were to be dead, I, I don't want to wish that upon him. Never mind. Uh, we got to cite our sources, folks. So all the news today, we took stuff from here, there, and everywhere, all the wonderful Star Wars news outlets out there. Cite your sources. Make sure that everyone, credit is given where credit is due. That is all. I don't do as good a job at this as Jack does. Cite your sources or die! Wow. Um, that's what he says, right? I'm like, I'm 100 sure that's what Jack. I'm said. pretty sure he does. I'm pretty sure he threatens the life of the people listening. That's right. Hey, you heard it from us here first. Jack, Jack doesn't want you to die, so cite your sources. We're gonna take our. I don't remember the last time we did this either, Klein. Probably before Soka. We're gonna take a very brief ad break, and on the other side, we're gonna break some ice with Star Wars Icebreakers Volume Two. You're listening to Reckless Rebellion. This resistance. Welcome in, welcome on, and welcome to the Direct Podcast brought to you by thedirect.com. My name is Matt Rimke. And I'm David Thompson. And this is the podcast where you will find everything you need to know about the universes you love. Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and pretty much any other movie or TV fandom you can think of, we're going to sit down in front of microphones and talk about it. Keeping you up to date with the top headlines, reviewing the latest movies and series, and having some fun with fantasy drafts, brackets, and debates about your favorite franchises, characters, and moments. And we will be joined by guests ranging from stars on the screen, behind the camera, and some of the biggest fandom experts across the internet. We will be dropping new episodes once a week and reviewing new shows and movies the day they release. Everything you need to know about the universes you love, only on The Direct Podcast. 
And we are back with our flagship topic. Star Wars Icebreakers Volume 2. Clino the Dino, Taylor's version. Take it away. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Star Wars Icebreakers Volume 2, The Electric Boogaloo. We did this. It was sometime around Comic-Con because that's when these kind of came out. Uh, this wonderful little website or brand called Chat Pack put out this deck of cards. Uh, this isn't a visual podcast, but I'm holding the box in my hand um, of conversation starters. They do like icebreakers and stuff like that, but they did a Star Wars themed one. And I purchased it because I'm like, that's cool. That could be fun. Um, business expenses for the podcast. Not that we make money here. Uh, but it's 125 conversation starters, conversation cards for dinner parties, movie marathons, and more. And you answer simple questions like, what Star Wars character would you want to be your best friend? And stuff like that. And it's a fun, it just, it gets conversation going and things like that. So between the two of us, Thomas, we're going to do um, five, to, I don't know, five to seven here today. Hash it out. Have a good conversation. How's that sound? I love everything you just said. Cool. Let's get things started. Are you ready? I'm ready. I really like these cards are themed. So like, I don't know if I showed this last time to you, but this one says like technology on the back. Ooh. And so there's like different colors of like technology and the galaxy and characters. Oh, I like so this one. Oh, this is I like this. I like this, Thomas. If you had a pod racer of it of your own, what would it look like? That's a tough one. I'm gonna go with twin ion engine. I'm I don't I don't know how to describe what it would look like, to be honest with you. Uh we'll go twin engines. I'd like it to be uh I wanna cheat, so I obviously am looking for hyperspace engines so I can go sublight speed. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I'm trying to die a little. Um if you ain't first you're last, baby. Uh and then I I I I don't I don't honestly have any idea what the, the, the chassis would be. The chassis? Is that what you call it? The I would thing love to stick. take an old – this is the thing that first came into my head. I'd like to take an old just because I love the look of it. Um, An old Naboo Starfighter, like the one that Din mm -hmm. drives, yeah. and like use that chassis as my like hull that I sit in. And then maybe I can take those two kind of winged engines and string them up front similar to – how um yeah anakin uh, has his yeah but i'd love to keep the yellow i just love the look of that naboo starfighter ship and i think you could do something maybe i think that would be a great aerodynamic design it'd be unique mm -hmm. wouldn't be big and hulking like i don't like like sabalba's is really big i right yeah and I would want like I, I like that streamline sort of i want it to be like the paul walker's skyline from fast and furious of the uh of the star wars universe you're looking yeah confused. <laughs> yeah i don't fast and furious that's why um i love it i was thinking in my head i was like i just want to do a naboo starfighter so i'm glad that you said it i will go because i i was thinking aerodynamic and there's a hammerhead ship yeah i think it's i think it's not not the hammerhead corvette but the one of the senator ships i think i think it's the ship that blows up in the beginning of attack of the clones 
that aerodynamic situation in the front, something like that. I just want it to be aerodynamic. I want to go fast. Okay. Uh, and I want to win. You want to win. Was, that was literally maybe the hardest question we'll have in this whole thing. Cause I'm oh, yeah. not a car guy. Here's so. another one for you, Thomas. Okay, this okay. one's a little easier. If you could live on any Star Wars planet, where would you take up residency? Fuck. Uh, also hard. Easier to answer than describing something. I might go... Am I going to do it? I I think I am. I'm going to go Niamos. Uh, it's new. It's got a beach. I like beaches. Is that um, the club planet from... Like the like Miami planet from Andor? Miami. That's the yeah. same. That's where my mind went too. I was like, that oh, or Canto Bite? Like, yeah, they, they seem bite. if you've you got some money there, to spend, yeah, sure, like go have fun. That they seem like pretty habitable places. I'd like, like, I'd like to maybe hang out on and and like eh, Endor, not Andor, because I've been to the um, redwoods of California, Ooh, and yeah. that's just what that is. And I, I love the feel and love the vibe there, but there's not a lot of civilization on that planet. It's just, it's, it's the Ewoks, and that seems to kind of be it. But yeah, I you. think I think would you say Niamos? Niamos. Niamos would be my answer as well. I think that place just feel, I like the vibe. Mm-hmm. I do too. If you're, not making, um, if you're not making trouble, you're fine. Yeah, well, you know me. I'm always making trouble. <laughs> you like to give off that impression, at least. <gasps> what? Don't call me. Okay, anyone. are you ready for another one? Yeah. Oh my. Oh good. This is I feel like what this podcast has all has been all leading towards all 93 episodes of this. If you are a, oh sorry, you're a Star Wars matchmaker, which two mm. characters do you set up on a first date? Fan freaking tastic. All right. This is honestly tougher than than I would think. Uh uh, then, then one might think you want it to be because, successful for one thing, right? I'm not yes. setting people up just because I'm like, in my mind, I want to see the pretty people kiss, right? Like I would, I want the best for these people. I want them to go yes. on this first date and it to result in a second date. And I want them to get married and I want them to have beautiful little babies or adopt beautiful little babies. Yeah, I so, agree with all of that. So you have to, you've got to take that into consideration. You got to take... Do they have chemistry already? Maybe they, maybe these two characters have never even met, and you think they might have an inherent chemistry. Just what you know. Um, are they currently friends? Are, is that going to be an issue? Because you don't want to set them up on the first date and have it not work out. That yeah. never goes well. Yeah, you know, Bo, like Bo-Katan and Din Djarin, You never know; it, it might suck, right? Yeah, and uh, you don't, and you don't answer, weird yeah. power dynamics. Like you don't want a, an apprentice and a master. Because like that's that could that could be like intergalactic grooming sort of thing, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry that that broke me because that's true. Um, I'm thinking Sabine because it's my girl. I love her. And yourself. <laughs> yep. You just How need to get cast know? in Star Wars, <laughs> and then you can say you. You son of a beach. Uh, let's go to Niamos. So Sabine and I'm trying to think of like who's alive in this same time period that she is alive. And I'm not quite sure I have. Na- I'm, can I break timelines? You could break timelines. 
bet. Sabine and Finn. I feel like they would honestly vibe. Sabine and okay. Yeah. Okay. Sabine and Finn. I like that. My answer also includes Finn. <gasps> I'm going to say Poe and Finn. You know, they should. It should have happened. It, it should have <laughs> happened in the movie. It didn't happen in the movie. That's all I wanted to happen. When they hugged each other, when they when they show back up at the end of that Force Awakens battle, there's something there. We never get yeah. it again. But there is they when they run to each other for that hug, it is there is a spark, there is a chemistry. I know Jamie Jarak with the fan art behind her and all of her videos and podcast appearances, she would be cheering me on on this. Finn and Poe are the cup the Star Wars couple, the not the will they won't they. They're these ones that got away for Star Wars fans. Okay. Mm. They are the long lost yes. lovers that we never got. And it's the biggest crime of the Disney era. The Great White Buffalo. That's what white they are. Buffalo. They are Great a white whale. whale. Maybe one day. Maybe, you know what? Here's what's gonna happen. I'm Close ready. your eyes. Come on me. Come on this walk with me. Lights go down. It is optimistically. December 2026. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Scrawl, scroll, scroll happens. Ray is back. She looks fantastic. She needs help. Oh no, she needs help. Who is she going to go to? Let's check in on Poe. She just says Poe. We don't know. We're like, oh, yeah, let's, let's check on Poe. That'd be a good idea. Poe, Finn, already together, older, just happily married, living on Yamos, just playing croquet, doing puzzles. I guess there's only 15 years after the end of Rise of Skywalker. They're not going to be like 80 years old, but there's in my mind, they're doing like, they're just an old gay couple living their lives together, sitting in the sunshine, doing the New York Times crossword every Sunday. And I would love that. That's amazing. I, I like that idea. You know, I I was I was gonna shout out earlier Finn and Poe, uh, just for for the the fan art of it all. Cause I was you're like, oh, not because we want it to happen, but because we think it'll work. And I was like, okay, so you don't mean Finn and Poe, but you meant Finn and Poe the whole time. I did love mean it. Finn and Poe. I love it. Yeah, Finn, Finn honestly, Finn and everybody. He's just a lover, man. John Boyega, that guy is just a he's a nice fellow. Have you seen uh, They Clone Tyrone? Not yet. I've heard very good things on Netflix, right? It's Jamie Foxx. Yep. Piana Paris, right? Yeah. From the Marvels. Crushing it, dude. Crushing it. It's so good. It is. It, it reminds me of Sorry to Bother You. If you've seen that movie, you understand. Oh, that movie's so good. Yeah. It's very much like that, just like a out of out of nowhere surrealism. Holy shit, is this really happening? This is hilarious. Also, what the fuck? Uh, like at all times, John Boyega. Okay, let's do a couple more of these. Let's do some more. Oh, okay. Star destroyers have striking one-word names, as with the Inflictor and the Finalizer. What intimidating name? Would you use to christen your star destroyer? Ooh, I love that. <laughs> I just got I this. In- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. 
Do you want to know mine? Yes. <laughs> so there's the finalizer. There's the infiltrator or whatever. Mine is going to be <laughs> the penetrator. <laughs> uh, yes. Not where my head was going for once. And I love it. Phrasing. Um, yeah, no, I wanted to like strike fear in the hearts of everybody. Uh, I, I, you were talking like one word, and I'm like, yeah, say the chimera. And I was like, he, he didn't. They didn't put that on the card. That's a bummer. Um, hmm. Fire breather. Fire breather? Yeah. That's sick. I love there's nothing cooler than like chimera was an example of this using like ancient language or like mytho mythological language or like fire breather that's very medieval mm -hmm. but bringing it to this like futuristic setting it looks it just sounds so cool when it's like yeah. the chimera it's like yeah that sounds sick another one would be like i don't know I don't know why my mind went to like the aggravator. Like that's not what you want to do. You don't want to like just like tick off the enemies. You want to <laughs> blow them into oblivion. You want to penetrate them. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> uh, the microaggressor. Uh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> that one's Imagine there's a valuable relic hidden somewhere in a wampus cave. What is your plan to retrieve it without being caught by the snow beast? Okay, say the first part for me because I just got to make Imagine sure. Imagine there's a valuable relic hidden somewhere in a wampus cave. What is your plan to retrieve it without being caught by the snow beast? Beautiful. Flamethrower. A flamethrower. You're just going to melt everything, including the snow beast. Yep. Mm. Um, because would, yeah, the relic is hidden somewhere. You just start melting shit. You might find it faster, too. You might. I was mm. going to say throw a bomb inside the cave, but I felt like that would destroy the relic. So, Okay. For me, I'm going to bring the penetrator into orbit <laughs> 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 and fire upon the cave. And hopefully it is blaster proof. Not just blaster proof, but like armament proof from my the penetrator's <laughs> thick defenses. Um, and hopefully I could get it. Hopefully I could get the relic. Yeah. See, you went penetrator and I went fire breather, like boom, boom, back to back. So <laughs> I said, we do five to seven of these, but we're just like, we're having we're, fun. We're, 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 we can keep going a little <laughs> bit longer. A holocron is a piece of Jedi technology that saves a voice recording and hologram for future generations to unlock Thomas. It says, Thomas, this is just for you. If you had a holocron, what topic would you choose to talk about and store within it? <laughs> <clears throat> so you're leaving Grand. behind some why, <laughs> some something for generations to come, Thomas. This is your TED talk in the Star Wars universe. Um, you know my my mind. What topic? It's going to be about the 2023 Cowboys defense. <laughs> we don't talk about that. It would be Grandad Rumithron Yorodo. Uh, that was the first thing my mind went to. What would I actually talk about, though? It's awkward because I would just like my day to day is like, ah, oh, what can I talk about forever? Star Wars. Well, I can't talk about Star Wars inside of Star Wars. That would be an actual. Paradox. That would be. They would break their brains. 
Ray, Finn, Poe would find all that and they would be like, what is he talking about? How does he know all of this? What do you mean Star Wars is a movie franchise for entertainment? This is what I live. What is Star Wars? Yeah, it'd be like Stranger Than Fiction. Just like, what's going on? Who's saying that? Um, Yowza McBowza. I, what would I, if I could have a holocron on this planet, what would I talk about? Mm. Honestly, I think I might just recite all of my recipes. All of your recipes? Yeah. You like, wouldn't go to the grave with them? Some of them are just too good to, to let die. Oh, you're, wow. What a, I'm not going to have children. Julia Childs of you, you know? Everyone. It's, what's his name from Ratatouille? Anyone can cook. And you're going to give the world delicious food. You're going to give the world, what do you make? Pumpkin pies? You're going to give the world pies, tasty baby. pumpkin pies. Are you, I've never asked this about the pumpkin pies, but in this holocron scenario and in real life, I just want to know, are you making the crust for all of these pumpkin pies? These are handmade crusts. I do not make the crust, but I think I'm going to move that way because I was told you can make a graham crust from scratch. And I was like, making crust is just so messy. That's the only thing. And that's why I haven't done it because I don't like the mess. I just want to get in, get out, make my food and eat it too. Um, I want to penetrate the time space barrier between starting and eating as fast as possible. Okay. What would you holocron about? Um, the 2019 Toronto Raptors run to the NBA championship. That's easy. Because <laughs> 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 more people need to know that it wasn't just because Kevin Durant got injured. We had a great team. We could have won if Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson were there. But you know what? Something everyone's like, it's an asterisk season, whatever. No, it's not. Every there's all things happen every year. And we happen to break through that one year. Go raps. Um, that or I would talk about the social network <laughs> for, fair, yeah. for hours and oh, how great it is. Ooh, I would talk about, oh, I got you. I would talk about the soul, what it does, and everything everywhere all at once and how it ties in. Actually, yeah. That's something the soul I, I just, is in like S-O-U-L, like it like within yeah, me. The okay. one that's inside of you that penetrates mm. you, like the force. Did you know when people die, they get a little bit lighter and they think that's the soul leaving the body? Hmm. Interesting. Lighter in what weight or color? No, in weight. Like they, like the mass actually, for some reason, they don't know. It's like, And it's like a measurable amount, just like it's gone. I want to research this because my brain is like oxygen. It could probably <laughs> the science mind <laughs> is like oxygen for sure, <laughs> but, uh, but the soul leaving the body. Okay, you can have a special comm link that can connect you to just one Star Wars character. Who do you choose to talk to? What? Just one? Just one? <sighs> and I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add a caveat. You oh, cannot please. ask them about any other Star Wars character. This is just this is just going to be your your pen pal basically, your homeboy or girl. That's great. Or thing, I wasn't or I wasn't going to I wasn't going to ask anyone else about anything. Um damn. 
So like, there's some avenues I could go down. I could go down the love avenue, you know. Some, yeah, you some... could you could live out your fantasies of having a remote, long distance, non-committal, um, girlfriend, girlfriend <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> I was trying to get to the Barbie thing. I forget what it was. Yeah. The long, uh, low, long distance, low commitment. It's long distance, low commitment. Oh, I need to look this up. Google it. I need to Google like... it because I need to know it too. Uh, so I could go Sabine here, Ayla Secure. The long-term, long-distance, low-commitment, casual girlfriend. That's it. Yeah, I could yeah. do that. Um, ooh, I said love, and then I said... Because I was like, Obi-Wan Kenobi for some wisdom, or Yoda for some wisdom and advice, you know? Like a like a therapist, but free, and won't, you know, charge me money. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Um, Sabine was a not like a top choice. Like, come on, the conversations that could be had there. Ayla Secura kind of hits both. I think I'm gonna go her. She's she's very attractive. Obviously, it's a one sided relationship here, which most of mine are. Can you see so, if this is a com link? Are you yeah. able to see the person, or is this just a vocal experience? I don't know. If that I was would the assume. Right I would assume it's just a vocal experience. Okay, because uh, you said attractive and so. Yeah, I mean, I I just know who she is, right? Mm. That's why. You and visualize. her voice. And her mm-hmm. voice. Oh, Jamoy. I think mine would be. Oh, <gasps> I didn't even say hmm. Padme. I think Yoda would be just like I want like a storyteller. I want someone I can just call up and they're gonna like talk to me. For some reason, my mind also went to like the librarian that obi-wan talks to i feel like she yes. would like be anytime new. i have any question about anything she would have the answer i feel like that's too meta yoda would be good r2d2 so i can just phone it up and i see i thought about that too i was like he knows everything and i was like but i can't understand him oh okay i think this to be our last one if that's okay with you or do you want to do one more after this Let's do one more after this. Okay, okay, because I think this is going to be a quick one. Dex's Diner is famous for sick six-layer cake. What Star Wars food do you want to try? That's actually very difficult because I don't know a lot about Star Wars food. You you want to eat a Jawa. (laughs) Very furry. I don't know if you're ready. uh, Are they furry? What do they look like under there? They're furry. Pelimato says it. Pelly Mato says a lot of things. That's actually I would say blue milk, but I've tried blue milk and it was delicious. I'm leaning like Meluran because I don't again know many Mm -hmm. of the foods. I'm not that deep into the Star Wars to know all the foods. (gasps) No. Tip nip. It's from the holiday special. I believe that's okay. Sure. It's a holiday special deep cut. Yeah, uh, tip, yep, bitch, tip, yep. Star Wars. That is uh, also known as Endorian chickens, a species that lived on the moon of Endor. I do love chicken. Yes, um, that is correct. Oh my God, they were similar to hens and were raised for their eggs by the sentient Ewoks who also lived on Endor. Um, it is like the ceremonial life day 
thing. It's like a it's like a turkey. Cool. I'm okay. I'm so I'm so white and basic. Yeah, that you're like I'm gonna. Term. What Star Wars food do you want to eat? I want to eat the one that's just like the Earth food we have. <laughs> I don't know the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's a not Malurun? because I think it would taste very good. Okay, but I want to try the Ray bread. Oh, that's a good call. Oh, oh, oh! I, I just want to try some bread. But this is weird science fiction bread that, like, you put water on and it grows into food. They it's like those growing sea monkey things. Okay, you can't. It's, it's try a real that. thing. Yeah, I know they it's made, a real that's thing. A real deal. That's a real practical effect. I know. I understand. I want to know what the recipe is because, like I mentioned earlier, from start to eat it needs to be as fast as possible. My other answer, because I've been on a massive cereal kick over the last few months, tweet me your oh, cereal recommendations yeah. over at the the Kleinfeld. I'm just getting back in the cereal game. I've missed a lot. The cereal that Cyril eats, <laughs> which again, earth food, but yeah. I, it's, it's Star Wars, I guess. It must be different. Okay, one, one more. Boba Fett hires Jabba the Hutt's remaining Gamorrean guards when he becomes Tatooine's new Diamo. Would you have done the same? Why or why not? Yes. Um, for the you same reason he, they are loyal. Mm-hmm. They do not turn and try and kill their people. They're just like, okay, true. They See, were also no, 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 no. Go ahead. They they were also yeah. a little bit more in shape than the older ones than the Jabba regime. Obviously, they weren't um, being fattened up for the slaughter. I think that's all Jabba liked to do was slaughter people and Gamorians. Um, and they are good muscle now. A con is they probably don't smell the best. And they don't speak English. Yeah, yeah. I mean, basically. They're not also the, the yeah, they're literal like pigs, right? Oinkity oink. Yeah. Now, it's funny that you say loyal as your first thing. That oh. would be the number one reason why I would not want to hire them. Because they're loyal, perhaps, to the huts. I am if I am becoming the Daimo, if I'm taking over this criminal empire of Tatooine, I'm cleaning house. I want only my guys. I'm watching Better Call Saul right now, and I know <laughs> what happens when you have a when you when you go outside the family. When you bring a Gus Fring into your operation, he is going to take everything down. I am keeping it within my circle. I'm like, you know what, Thomas. You're getting a position over here. David, you're getting a position over here. Jack, like you're all coming with me and I'm cleaning everyone else out, including these Gamorrean guards. I'm hiring my own people. I'm bringing Nathan Johnson in here to be my muscle. Okay. I'm bringing who knows who else. Matt Remke, he can come and scare people away. He's uh, intimidating, I guess. I don't want any (laughs) of these, this former regime near my criminal empire because that's like, we don't know. Look what just happened. I don't forget his character's name, but I keep saying the guy from House from Ahsoka. Oh my God. Once yes. a traitor, always a traitor. Once a bad guy, always a bad guy. Once, once a, a hunt, douche, always once a, a hunt loyalist, always a hut loyalist in my mind. I like it. You make valid points. Can I change my answer? Sure. I won't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, that's some Star Wars icebreakers on a just like speedy, fast, reckless rebellion. Yeah. It feels like shortest episode ever. Huh? 
Might be our shortest episode ever. What I was going to say is this feels like at the end of the party and Ahsoka was the party and everyone was there. And now you and I are just there like just like putting like red solo cups in bags. It's like, well, now now what? Party's over. There's still like MIA's paper planes blasting in the background. And we're just like, uh, you know that song, right? The the song with the cash sound in it. Um, And the guns, the gunshots. What a song. Um, And we're just cleaning up the party afterwards. But that was fun. We'll do more of these. Again, you can buy this conversation pack over at chatpacks.com, I think. And thank you for enjoying. Hopefully you can, I don't know, look this up. Ask ask your friends, would you hire the Gamorrean guards after taking over as the Diamo of Tatooine? If they've never seen Star Wars, they're going to look at you like a crazy person. And honestly, if you're anything like me, you're used to that pretty much every day of your life. And officially our second shortest episode behind our Book of Boba Fett primer, which what a fitting into this episode to discuss the daimyo of Tatooine of uh, Mos Espa. Beautiful. Love it. Klein. Uh, tweet at us, actually. I was going to send it right to you. Tweet at us all your answers to these questions at Reckless Rebels, R-E-C-K-L-E-S-S-R-E-B-E-L-S. And while you're there, go ahead and give us, um, ask us your questions, things you would like to know, things you're excited for, and of course, what you would like to hear from us coming up. We have a, we've got a long stretch of emptiness going on. Um, we, we have some stuff in the works, but most of it's just, you know, high light speed jumping right now. We're just hopping from, from moment to moment. So, uh, tweet at us. And of course you can follow us on Apple podcast, Spotify, Amazon music, and other places, uh, follow slash subscribe, leave us a review, give us five stars, all of that good stuff. We love seeing you. We love hearing from you. Klein. Where can everyone find you on social media? You can find me over at the Kleinfeld, T-H-E-K-L-E-I-N-F-E-L-T. And please head on over to the direct.com because I've reviewed Spider-Man 2 for the PlayStation 5. My review is up over on the website. And the more we have people go click on it, the more opportunities that we're going to get to do fun stuff like that. So head on over. Spoiler alert. It's really good. Uh, but please go check that out and look for all my like coverage of the game coming up over on my Twitter, Instagram at the direct it's, there's a lot more coming, but I just, I want to put that out there. I want to keep pushing the review as much as I can, even after the game has come out, go look, read it. Don't read it. Just, just click on it. I love that. You can follow me everywhere at TC Rochester Act, T-C-R-O-C-H-E-S-T-E-R-A-C-T. Uh, I'm going to use this moment as a recommendation for the audience as well. Coming out this weekend, sometimes Saturday or Sunday, you can go check out Genuine Chit Chat with Mike Burton. He was on here for the Thrawn Book Club special. We talk about the S-O-U-L soul. Klein, we, we went on a, a two-hour deep dive. And I talk about that Pixar movie in it because it describes some things that I've read in books. Um, we, we, we talk about that. We talk about mental health. It's a very deep dive, very vulnerable. Um, and I highly recommend it. We, we touch on a lot of different things, religion, 
spirituality, wow. the soul, what happens when you die. We never even got to karmic debt and things of that nature. Uh, we talk about visions, um, uh, prophetic dreams, like a lot. We, we touch on a lot and we still have more to talk about. So it's going to be part one this week, part two next week. Genuine chit chat. Uh, check that out. Do you have any recommendations, senor? Other than go Are read. Any recommendations? I've got a few. It's been a while, I feel like, since we've done this. Obviously, play Spider-Man. Um, I haven't played it yet, but Super Mario Wonder comes out this week. Play that. I've got a couple movies that I'm going to shout out, too. Uh, went and saw the Taylor Swift Eras Tour film. Oh. I am a new-ish Swifty. Only a couple of months this summer. Really decided to get into the... like get into the catalog, really take a deep dive. When saw the movie, I loved it. Um, my spouse partner, Gabby, who comes up on the show all the time, is not a Swifty. She actually actively hates the music. Came wow. with me, loved it. Loved the show. She left and she was like, I have a new respect for this woman and has been listening a little bit to Taylor Swift unprompted. So like, that's crazy to me. Uh, wow. So yeah, go see it. It is. It's. I want to see the show live quite badly, but this is if you can't get out to do that, like go watch the movie. Another thing, you're talking about soul. You're talking about reincarnation and all this and all yeah. that. Go watch Past Lives. It's a movie that came out this past June. When it came out, I saw a lot of people heralding it as like this is one of the great modern romance stories. It's one of the best movies of the year. I finally watched it last night. It's finally up. You can just rent it on Prime um, or your digital storefront of choice, whatever, five bucks. It's the best $5 you'll spend maybe in 2023. It is truly an incredible film. It is heartbreaking. It's so sad. It's just about those people in your life that what if, what if one thing had gone differently and and it's very real for a lot of people. Everybody has people like that in their life where it's just like, what if these paths hadn't crossed or what if I didn't go to that school or what if I, in this case, hadn't immigrated with my family to America? And it's just, it's, it's very real and very heartbreaking. So yeah, past lives is, I think it's my favorite movie of the year. Uh, one of my favorite movies I've seen in years. Wow. That sounds like I need to be mentally ready to cry my eyeballs it, out. It kind of, it was getting towards the end and I'm like sitting there and I'm like, not a lot. I, I, I felt, I didn't feel like not a lot had happened, but as it, the last few minutes of the movie, it just, it all like everything just started coming out. I was like crying and I'm just like, this was so hurt. And yet I'm sitting there going like, why am I, it's, it's about a woman and a man who were maybe destined at when they were children to be together. And then she immigrates with her family to America and gets married and has a life. And then he comes back into that life very briefly. And it's like this exploration of like, well, what if, and <laughs> I'm sitting there going, woman, I don't want you to ruin your marriage. You seem happy, but I'm also like, just like upset because everyone has moments like that. It's not even a romantic thing. Everyone has moments in their life where it's like, 
what if I had just done this thing different or didn't do this thing or did go do this thing? How would that have changed career, schooling, where I live, who I'm with, what I'm doing? It's like, it was, it, I went through some things finishing this movie last night. Man, I am not ready for that. But with that, sentient and droids we've reached the end of the episode remember the force is your ally and a powerful ally it is we have spoken get some twin sunlight stay hydrated this was just standard operating procedure of podcasting yippee